Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard scientific evidence. I'm your host, David Hoffeld. Today, we're going to talk about the important sales topic of questions. And I'm going to begin by asking you a question. It's probably one you've heard before. It's very common in selling. And that is, should you ask open-ended questions or close-ended questions? This is a really popular topic that is discussed constantly in the world of sales. Now, to make sure we're all on the same page as to what those questions are, Close-ended questions are questions that can be answered with a yes or a no. For example, do you like peanut butter? Yes, I do, right? That is a close-ended question. I can answer it with a yes or a no. An open-ended question, though, is a question that can't be answered with a yes or no. What is your favorite food? Peanut butter. It's not, but that's an example of what is your favorite food is an open-ended question, right? It's not a clear yes or no answer, but allows me to describe. Now, this is a topic that I was first exposed to uh, on my second day in selling, right? And I think most people have been exposed to it very early on. Why? Because it's very basic. So a common thing that sales trainers and sales leaders will like to pose to people is, should you ask more open-ended or close-ended questions. And where the consensus is, is that you should ask more open-ended questions. Why? You allow the buyer or group of buyers to describe their feelings and kind of clarify their thoughts through open-ended questions. So you want to go more towards that. In fact, this is the questioning strategy of many salespeople, sales leaders, and even a lot of weak sales trainers. If you want to identify a weak sales trainer, look for someone who overemphasizes the importance of open-ended questions versus close-ended questions. Now, why do I say that? Here's the reality. When you say, I want to focus on open-ended questions, which is a good best practice to do, right? Sure. Go ahead and focus on open-ended questions. What have you done? Have you really narrowed the field that well? Have you given yourself a lot of clarity? No. There are millions upon millions upon millions of open-ended questions. All you're doing is not asking a question that can be answered in a yes or no. In other words, if your strategy for asking questions is ask open-ended questions more than closed or don't ask closed at all, here's a newsflash. You don't have a strategy for asking questions. That is so basic because that doesn't provide enough clarity. So how do I want you to think about questions? Should you focus on open-ended questions versus closed-ended questions and understand the difference? Yes. But that should take a few minutes. Now you can analyze, am I not asking enough questions that allow people to elaborate on them? But that's pretty basic. We want to go to the next level because if you want to get even somewhat competent, even mediocre in selling, you got to go beyond this. This is really introductory content where I see so much of sales questioning focuses on this basic, basic, basic idea. So how do I want you to think about questions through the lens of science? So many years ago, when I was investigating what is the best way to ask questions, I looked at a number of different systems. This is a long time ago. And all the different types of questions, like open-ended questions, 
closed ended questions we've already talked about, situation questions about questions, barrier questions, framing questions, investigative questions, data questions, reflective questions, problem questions, implication questions, objective questions, amplification questions, internal summary questions, solution questions, need payoff questions, outcome questions, probing questions. And if your head is spinning as I read through all those questions, you're not alone. Everyone is And so I want you to forget about all of that. Forget about all of that noise because it doesn't help you ask powerful, high-gain questions. Here's what will. When we look at the science, what science says is you don't want to think of questions in terms of types. Why? When you're in an actual conversation with a potential client and you're listening to them and you're engaging them with questions, trying to maneuver mentally through all these different types of questions, it's impossible. Here's why it's impossible. Our brain can only focus on one idea at a time, right? So you can listen and think about what I'm talking about right now regarding questions, or you can think about what you had for lunch yesterday. Go ahead and try for a second. But you can't think about both at the same time. You're still trying, I know. So stop trying, focus back on me, because our brain can only do one thing at a time. In other words, If you have to go through the mental gymnastics of trying to identify what's the next type of question that I want to ask. So I ask a problem question. Now I want to ask an implication question. Good luck with that. Because if you have to do that, guess what you're not doing? Listening to the person you're talking to and reflecting on what they say. So questioning models need to be easy to execute because as you know, we can all walk into the sale with a number of basic questions to get the conversation started. But then you have to be really flexible. You have to be professionally nimble with your questions so that you can adapt them to the person and the situation that you are dealing with. So how do you do that? To answer that, we're going to look at what science says. Because many years ago, when I started looking at questions, I stumbled upon some fascinating research from Erwin Altman, a professor at... uh, University of Utah, and Dalmas Taylor, who was a professor at the University of Texas, they did a number of studies on how our brains disclose information. And they found that we disclose information instinctively in levels. So they said it's almost like peeling back the layers of an onion is the analogy they use. That as you initially meet someone and you talk with them, you share basic information. And the more you get to know them, the deeper information you share. And they talked about sharing information and levels. And so that's how our brains naturally work. And so the idea that I had was that shouldn't questioning be in levels, in layers, and it mirrors how our brains disclose information. Because isn't that what we're trying to get people to do when we ask a question, disclose information? So why not just start with the end in mind rather than focus on these ridiculous types of questions and trying to navigate them, right? Selling is hard enough. Why make it harder? Why don't we just tap into how our brains instinctively work? And that's what we did. So there's three levels of questions that I want to focus your attention on today real quickly. The first one is called, First level questions. These are the basic introductory questions that we all have that deal with the thoughts, facts, behaviors, or situations that are driving the sale. These questions you often come into the sale with through the research you've already done, or they're questions that you might ask very similar first level questions on many of your sales calls. These are questions that you can sometimes plan out. They're incredibly impactful and they get the conversation started. But here's what I've found 
in my research over the years, I was putting this model together. And even since then, mediocre salespeople live in the first level. This is where they stay. They ask first level basic questions over and over and over and over again. The problem with first level questions is your buyers already know the answers to them. How many people do you have? These are things they already know the answers to the vast majority of the time. So they are introductory questions to get the conversation started. But then where great salespeople live is the next level, second level questions. This is the most consequential level. And we're going to have podcasts in the future uh, about second level questions because this is where great salespeople live. You want to focus on two things in your second level question. And these naturally flow from first level responses. You're going to focus on assessing or explaining, assessing or explaining. So for example, if I'm in the discovery and my buyers share something and I want them to go deeper into it, second level explanation question. Now, assessment questions are highly underutilized, incredibly impactful. I have seen salespeople begin asking a few second level assessment questions after they present their value propositions and it takes their ability for their buyers to perceive higher levels of value to a whole nother level. What would, for example, a second level assessment question sound like? Something like, as you think about what we've discussed, what do you believe would be the biggest benefits you would receive from our service? Or would you ever consider investing in a product that did not include this feature? Or and does what I've shared address your concerns about whether we are the right company to partner with on this project? Now, again, I'm not focusing on close-ended questions or open-ended questions. I'm focusing on levels. Why? That's how our brains disclose information. It's a much more productive, more evolved way of thinking about questions, and it is a game changer. Let's go to the final layer of questions in our high-level overview, and that is third-level questions. These deal with the emotions in a sale, our desire for gain, what we want to receive if we move forward with the sale as a buyer, or what we fear losing. What happens if I don't move forward? So helping people think through this information, and you're not going to live in the third-level questions like you will the second-level questions, but when you can get to them, when it naturally flows, you don't have to force anything with this, the conversation naturally goes deeper through these levels of questions, then you can go right into them and it can be incredibly impactful. So let me give you an example of what this could actually sound like, all three of these levels. Let's say a first level question, did you have a chance to review the data sheet I sent over? First level question. Now, that was actually a a uh, close-ended question too. But I don't care about that, right? Because I'm focusing on levels. I'm not focusing on the basic open-ended versus close. And so get off of that. Don't worry about that. Focus on the levels and I promise everything will work out much better. And let's say your buyer says, yeah, we reviewed it. Everything seemed fine. Now I want to go second level. You know, this is a really important decision for your organization. Love to get your feedback on which feature did you and your team think was most significant? Ooh, okay, second level. Now we're getting somewhere, right? In fact, when you think about when you have asked questions to buyers and they say, oh, that's a good question. It's never a first level question. It doesn't even matter if it's an open-ended question or closed-ended question. What matters is what level is it? It's almost always a second level question when they go, oh, that's a good question, right? Because you're giving them value 
through the question. You're taking them to the next level and helping them think through their situation or the right solution for them in more effective way. So let's say our buyer to my question of which feature did the team think was most significant. They say, well, we're impressed with your permissions management feature. Okay. We got some more information now. Let's go third level. That could sound something like this. You know, I hear that a lot from our clients. That's one of the most popular features that many say makes a big impact on their business. I wanted to get your insight on if you didn't have that permissions management feature, what kind of impact would it have on your business if you weren't able to really effectively manage your user permissions? So this gets into that loss aversion, right? Fear of loss. And let's say our buyer responds, well, our current system we have right now that we're going to replace is not very good at limiting information, which has caused some problems. In fact, you know, to be candid, uh, several months ago, I almost lost my job because someone was able to access some sensitive data. So permissions management and really being able to monitor that and restrict access and make sure the right people have the right access is mission critical. That's just an example of what first, second, third level questions could look like in the real world. In future podcasts, we're going to go deeper into these questions, especially second level questions, because in my new book, Sell More with Science, comes out March 22nd, 2022. So mark your calendars. I have half of a chapter dealing with second level assessment questions. So as we get closer to that launch date, especially, we're going to be talking about that So you can become better at that because those second level questions, that's really what you want to focus on. But the idea for today is when you think about questions, start training your brain to think in terms of levels. Get off this antiquated open or close ended questions, right? That's day one of selling stuff. You want to evolve past that. Don't worry about that anymore. Worry about, am I getting to second level enough or am I living in first level? Because that's what great sales people do. They don't worry about open-ended or closed-ended questions. They worry about the levels. They focus on that because if you can go to second level and that's where you live, you are going to do awesome. And whether you ask open-ended or closed-ended questions, if you only stay at first level, which is what mediocre salespeople do, you're not going to be effective. You're going to miss out on all that information you need to customize your sales presentation, and you're going to present all this beautiful value, but you're not going to get them to buy into it because you're not asking those second-level assessment questions to help them think through it. Oh, you guys got me all wound up now. I'm all excited talking about these levels of questions. So practice this. Start first. Think about questions in terms of levels. Analyze the questions you ask. Is that a first level? Is that a second level? Is it a third level? Because you want to see a natural progression of depth with your question. You start with first level, then you introduce the topic with that, then you go second level. And that's where you want to live. And once in a while, you go to the third level. But what you want to have is you want approximately 70% of your questions to be second level because that's what the superstars do. And you will see a huge impact. So analyze your sales process. And then start evaluating it and ask, how can I ask more effective second-level questions? Start there. So step one, stop thinking about closed-ended and open-ended questions. Focus on levels. Step two, analyze your sales process. Step three, if you're under that 70% mark with second-level, how can I start incorporating more second-level questions in there? And then also focus especially on those assessment 
second level questions, when you present value, in other words, when you present big value propositions, are you asking questions to help your buyers think through the value and then verbally respond to it? That allows you to know if they really understood what you shared. And if they did, it allows you to know, do they buy into it? If not, you can address that issue and move forward in the sale. And if they do buy into it, which will happen, I think, the vast majority of the time, now they're telling you about your value. They're selling themselves. So until next time, practice applying this information, start thinking about levels, and then use it and get out there and sell something. We'll see you next time.